Hello, everybody. Welcome into the Camel Call Podcast with Evan Budrovich. I'm Chris Haymeyer. We got one heck of a show for you this week. We're going to preview all the stuff that's happening this weekend. Women's and men's basketball back at Gore Arena. We've got women's tennis that is starting at the end of the weekend and our indoor track and field team, which is going to be really, really good again this year. They begin their season swimming has their final home meet of the year as their season starts to point towards the conference championship. That'll be this weekend. But first and foremost, we will talk about the official introduction at the introductory press conference of Braxton Harris, the Campbell new football coach. Stay tuned at the end after me and Evan get you set for the weekend and go through all the stuff we have to talk about. We're going to play you that press conference for tomorrow from when our athletic director, Hannah Baysmore, spoke, introduced him, and all of Braxton's comments about tomorrow. You can also find the whole thing on YouTube as well, but we'll have that right here at the end of the podcast. But me and you talked about uh, what a big impact he's going to have, what a great person he is both on and off the field. And again, he has been nothing but living up to those expectations so far in all these media appearances. What Braxton, we talked about this last week, what he is known for is discipline, organization, and being involved in the community. Those were the first three things he said taking that podium. He wants good student-athletes. He wants people to care about Harnett County and the Campbell community, and he wants people to try their best to succeed, right? Winning, the accountability in the church side of it. Braxton mentioned church, family, and football. It kind of sounds like an old Friday Night Lights quote, but... He's not Tim Riggins, but what he does do is just bring that excitement back to the program. And, and just sitting in that room, there were three, 400 people, very well attended. Braxton brought an energy and an excitement that wasn't like rah-rah excitement, but it was, oh, here are some clearly defined pillars for success. Here's how we're going to do these things. And then the best line of the press conference, you won't hear it in this, but we'll bring it up. Dr. Creed wraps up his speech and says, hey, breaking news, we're not hiring Nick Saban. <laughs> But we are hiring the best coach for Campbell at the time, and that's Braxton Harris. Yeah, no doubt. Speaking of great Campbell coaches, the father of modern Campbell football, Dale Steele, he was the coach that built this modern football program from scratch. He got reinvolved with this program last year. He was working at ECU. He had a cancer scare after he retired. He wanted to get back into it. So him and Coach Mike Minter worked side-by-side together last year. He was kind of working as an advisor, but um, he was big on on finding the right guy, helping uh, the athletic department find the right guy, and, and he just went on and on about the biggest thing that he liked, and of course many like about Braxton Harris is he's been a head coach before at the FCS level, at the D3 level, and he has a plan. He'll be able to start the ground running. We saw a lot of that plan already. I was in the team meeting that he had. It was all thought out, not just these big, hey, we're going to win. I don't know how we're going to do it yet. He knew how to do it. He has a plan, and it'll be fun to watch that plan come into action. And it was fun to watch his four kids. Now, his daughter was with his wife, but seeing the three boys run around the room, like that family will be everywhere. Yeah. And he said that multiple times. You will see the Harris family probably at Food Lion. You'll see him at a baseball game. You'll see him at church. They are going to be involved. And that's a nice thing to see, like a coach who's all bought into Bowie's Creek, and that's what he is. No doubt. And you'll get uh, chances to meet him um, coming up this week. He's going to be at the Hoop Room, our, our new exclusive uh, pregame meal and uh, and hangout. He's going to be there uh, before the 2 o'clock game. 
for the men's basketball team as they take on Hofstra. And then he'll be on Camel Call Live as Camel Call Live kicks off their every other Monday schedule now. Are we serving barbecue at the county seat for this? Is this there, we're going to kick it up Texas style? It's anything you can want at the county seat. That's why we love the county seat so much. So come on out. He's going to be there. Live podcast from 6.30 to 7.30. We would love to see you out there. Uh, you can meet the coach. You can also listen to that live, and we'll have it archived, of course, right here on the Camel Call Live podcast coming up next week. Also, more excitement. Like, we didn't need more excitement around the football program, but when you sign a contract with these FBS schools to go play them, they sort of put it out whenever they want to. So we had news that in 2027, Campbell will be going at Wake Forest to open the season on September 2nd. And this makes what's going to be a great couple of years of Campbell playing FBS opponents this like you often do. This five-year stretch is insane. It's really great. You know, credit uh, former people that were here. Ricky Ray did a lot with this contract. Jason Williams has taken over. Of course, Hannah Bazemore has been heavily involved. Next year, which looked to be from the outside looking in a down year, we're going up to play Liberty. They pay us as much as the ACC schools, and I'll tell you that Tostitos much. And the Tostitos Fiesta Bowl. And that has gotten to be a lot more highlighted matchup because people know about Liberty now, so that will be a fun one to start the year next year. In 2025... Okay, this year's insane. Buckle up Braxton Harris in his second year in the program uh, at ECU and at NC State, two FBS opponents in the same year. It just worked out that way. You couldn't pass it it's up. It's the old so Campbell, quote, show me my money. Right. Campbell will be making some money but playing both those teams. In 2026, you might have forgotten about this, Campbell football fans. Can we see this, Tim Tebow this week? Well, this was put on the schedule a couple of years ago. Campbell will be at Florida playing in the Swamp in 2026, then 2027 at Wake. In 2028, uh, they'll be back at NC State again. So some great opponents, but as we've talked about all the times, when you're going to get a paycheck, go to one of the ACC schools. It's just down the road. One, you're going to get fans. You're probably going to get on TV. So it will be a fun couple of years for us, not Selfishly, the coaches trying yeah. to figure out how to win these games. I don't excited, but yeah. think about the fan attendance in Chapel Hill this year. That was a middle-of-the-day game, early November. There were 3,000-plus Campbell people, fans, donors, former players that were there. That brings the excitement. And ECU, NC State, Wake Forest, Duke, these are all games where people will go to and that's huge for the alumni standpoint, too. Not just the team, good luck in the scouting side of it, but from everyone else, this is a huge moment for Campbell. And if that wasn't enough, but there's more, Evan. Also last week, again, we don't have control about the schedule part of things. The CAA football schedule came out, so you can go to gocamels.com, see the entire football schedule for next year. The season ticket interest form is already there. Good news and bad news. It's a great schedule. We've got six home games again. Get ready for some football, particularly in September into October. Campbell starts the road at Liberty. They'll be at Western Carolina. Their first CAA game of the year is at Rhode Island, a football-only member. I'll get to check off one of the 10 states that I haven't uh, been to yet. Wow, you're at 40 of 50? Yeah. You're well-traveled, sir. Well, when you're in Missouri, you just got to drive to get anywhere, so... That that's another podcast when me and you go on the road together for a summer. Oh my gosh, how would that be? All right, anyway, back to football. We're going Evan. to the Grand Canyon first. <laughs> we have three straight home games. You better you'll be hungry for home football there. 
and you better stay hungry. Stony Brook, a CAA game. Then we go back out of conference, but stay at home. September 28th against Delaware State. October 5th against NC Central. That'll be fun. Three home games in three straight weeks. And the best part, fall break is the following week, October 12th. So everyone will be around for the first three home games. And you know the atmosphere at those tailgate lots now. It's been really neat. Hopefully good weather. I'll knock on wood years in advance for this. But that does lead an opportunity where the first three home games could be not only big crowds, but NC Central. That is a great opportunity from a local fan base, a good rivalry. And then Delaware State, who we played very well at two years ago, that could be a nice chance to get rolling, get some wins in early October. Last half of the schedule after that bye week, it goes away home, away home, which is more sane. You'll be at William & Mary. Take on NC Central on October 26th. That looks to be the homecoming date. Dropping some news on you there. 99% sure. 99% sure. I won't confirm it. 99% sure. At Elon, November 2nd. Back home versus Richmond on November 9th. At Delaware, that'll be their final year as they are going FBS and on to Conference USA on November 16th. And then you end the season at home, November 23rd versus Towson. It's been a while since Campbell has ended the season at home. And I love the road conference games from a travel standpoint. William & Mary, we have a huge Richmond alumni base. And even in that Southern Virginia area, that's a great town to visit. Elon, now that's the A&T Elon permanent opponent. So we went to A&T last year. Now we host Elon. And then Delaware late in the year, that's a program that it's starting quarterbacks in the transfer portal. He went to Power 5 Miami. So You don't know what you're going to get. Obviously, they'll have new scholarship allotments, but not eligible for the playoff Delaware in the CAA. So that's a team you don't know what you're going to get in their final year. And then, like you said, right before Thanksgiving, you host Towson to end the year. Again, if the goal for Campbell is to succeed, that's a great way to end the year. We finished strong the last two years winning that last game and being at home on senior day. I can't tell you who the seniors are this year. But I will tell you, they're going to be emotional and they're going to love Braxton Harris. They're going to be excited for that last game. This is a real tough schedule, too. Make no bones about it. Rhode Island, a traditionally really good opponent. Stony Brook, down. That's a a good game to have at home. Delaware State is a team you've beaten before. NC Central, that has become an unbelievable non-conference rivalry, too. Very close games. And then you got, quite frankly, teams you've lost to. You you lost to William & Mary last year. NC, A&T, they're, they're a team that um, you did beat this year. You lost to Elon. You lost to Richmond. You lost to Delaware. They flipped those. If you were away, you're home. If you were home, you're away. And then Towson at the end of the year. So it will be really interesting because year in and year out, you'll be able to see, okay, how do we match up against these teams? And Western Carolina was probably the last team left out yeah. of the playoff. They're a very good SOCON program. And Culloway's just a cool mountainy college town as well. That's a game where you say, hey – how do we sit among the playoff teams? Now, you don't want to fall into that trap and be like, oh, we're going to the playoffs if yeah. we beat Western. But that's a team that's at a high-level CAA team, and you get a good feel early. Because Liberty's one thing. That's a totally different level. And then you come back down to FCS, and it's like, okay, Western has a good offense. They've been traditionally 500 or better in the SOCON. That's a great non-conference game. Yeah, the, the good thing about this schedule from the outside looking in, and look, guys, Coach Braxton Harris has done a great job of, of keeping guys that were in the portal from Campbell to come back. You don't know what he's going to get 
in the portal. You don't know how spring's going to go. Injuries. We Campbell, need a documentary in the next two months. Campbell C- Campbell needs a a entire just because of graduation. They need an entirely new offensive line, and they have to find and they have to find a new quarterback. But on paper, right now, and you don't know what anybody else is going to be. Stony Brook, Delaware State, NC, A and T. The three games on the schedule that you should be favored to win, and they're all at home. I like that part of the schedule. One last note. Congratulations to Haj Malik Williams. Just announced last week. He's going to UNLV. And that's a kid who came to this campus off the military school. He was in a prep academy. He struggled with grades. There there were a lot of things going on with Haj when he came here. And he has fallen in love with Bowie's Creek. Of course, his mother, Beverly Griffin, you see her at every game. That family is so invested in this campus. I am so proud of him for graduating for getting a chance at a great program in the Mountain West Conference and to elevate himself. That's the whole point of this experience, and Haj has done so well in the six years. Yeah, and, th- and that was the plan all along. Haj Malik Williams was had done all he could at this program. If it was Coach Minner, if it was Coach Harris, he was planning on leaving in the land in UNLV, a team that had a great year going to a bowl, coached by Missouri alum Barry Odom, former Missouri head coach as well. So... It'll be it'll be good to watch him and to see what he does and 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 if he can get on that depth chart and, and to play get in Allegiant Stadium where the Raiders play that that's going to be a neat atmosphere when they play San Diego State and yep. Boise State and some big time games yeah so congratulations uh, to him okay on to basketball we had prefaced it last week Campbell going on the road tough on the road real tough in the CAA the women went zero and two lost to one of the favorites in the conference at Stony Brook. Lost on a last-second foul. Had a layup to try to tie the game at Monmouth. It was tough luck. And now they come back, and it does not get any easier. They take on a Towson team that is the overwhelming favorite to win in the, uh, the, the entire yeah, the preseason favorites in, in CAA. And then Elon as well, a team that is picked about in the middle. So as we talk women here first, they will play tonight, Friday night at 7. They'll play Sunday at 2. This is a good test to see, okay, you're expecting this Campbell team to uh, to challenge in the top half of this conference, and we'll so see. We talked with Ronnie Fisher getting ready for the broadcast this weekend, and the one thing he said that I hadn't thought about is the way CA games are officialed and the physicality of the game. There's less fouls in the post. No it doubt. is a much tougher, you're going to have to earn your free throws. So for somebody like Christabel Azuma, who has dominated in the Big South, this is a new challenge for her down low. She's still averaging a double-double and is an amazing player. That offense runs through CB. And, and Ronnie has noted, we got to improve her free throw shooting. She was below 50% out of conference. She's now around 60% in the league. That's gotten better. And then Gemma Nunes. This is a big challenge for the sophomore point guard. Remember, only played in eight games last year. And it was five minutes here, five minutes there. She's played 30 minutes a night. That's a huge jump for her. And playing yeah. senior point guards... Towson has an all-conference guard that comes in Sunday, and that'll be a neat matchup. But to this team's credit, struggled at at the Stony Brook, especially in that second and third quarter, but played their hearts out defensively. No doubt. When you hold a team below 50 in the CAA, that says something, and that style of play will translate. This Elon game tonight, Elon loves to play in transition. They have four guards and one forward. They play with a lot of movement. If you're fundamentally sound, you win this game. And then Towson's a different level, but that's a great test because we have always played well at home. In the Big South, Campbell won 75% of their games at home under Ronnie Fisher. They didn't lose at home very often, so they need to bring that element here to the CAA. And you will be able to see 
Our own Evan Budrovich, he will be on Flow Sports 7 o'clock tonight. Campbell takes on Elon. We'd love to see you out here. Just sit on your couch all weekend. Game. Just watch Flow Sports four straight days, Thursday, Friday, Ta- Saturday, Sunday. <laughs> Towson, you will be back on for that game Sunday at 2. Also, tickets available for the Hoop Room for that Sunday, January 14th game. But, uh, yeah, if you, if you have to be at home, sit back, watch Evan. Uh, it'll be worth it. I'm excited. So my fiance and I, Jenna, if I convince her correctly, we're coming Saturday to watch the game in person because I want to see the students back and the Campbell atmosphere and what Matt Laverly Marketing has done. There's a really cool men's atmosphere. And Thursday night, you know, you were on the broadcast, so you see it from a certain angle. Just watching the game, though, yep. very involved student section, great attendance from not only the campus, but just a good season ticket holder attendance, and then a nice atmosphere early in that game. You know, it was a tough second half, and we all saw that, but I think – the elements and the enthusiasm for the team have kind of lined up perfectly here where these next two, three home games are, are huge for the men. Yeah, you're the king of the perfect bridge as that takes us right into talking about men's basketball. Nearly the exact same thing. You know, Campbell on the road last week, A&T, Hampton split, so they went one and one, but those were both teams that were basically in the Big South. They're picked to finish at the bottom of the CAA. Now you have two teams picked to be in the top five, two teams that are traditionally in the top five, Campbell taking on a Delaware team that had won nine games and had won nine games against teams from nine different conferences, including the A-10 and the Big East. They beat Xavier. They beat Rhode Island. They have some really good wins. Campbell started the game 14-0 run. They led 16-2. Delaware came back, three-point game at halftime. Campbell an 8 nothing run to start the second half. A very old Delaware team chipped away, chipped away and ended up taking their first lead with 94 seconds to go in the game. They held on to win. But for Campbell as well, you're looking, can they compete with some of the top teams in the CAA? And after last night, heartbreaking that you lead all but 90 seconds. They did lose that game, but they showed very much that they can compete. Look at the balance and the scoring, and I'm pulling up the box sheet. Jason Sinani, 16 points. That was a big game for Sinani. Elijah Walsh had 15, a couple of nice dunks. He played well in transition. LV, he's a crafty son of a gun, man. That guy can make plays. He had 12 and a couple nice rebounds. And then Delorso had some shots late that could have gone in. That changes the game in the second half. But he was steady and didn't make a bunch of turnovers and was good with the basketball. You mentioned it, though. That that fourth quarter, this is where the CA is a next step from the Big South. It's good competition, great guard play for Delaware. But if the Camels can defend like this, hold somebody under 70, that, that is the element, along with the tempo, along with this offense, having four, five, and double figures. I know Kevin McGeehan and the staff are frustrated because you want to win that game. Yeah. But that's the style of how you win multiple games in the CA and go from one and two to three and three and, and four and four type of record in the league. Yeah, and Jason Sinani, him coming up, and Elijah Walsh coming up. These are guys that can hit threes. These are guys that can also drive. Elijah Walsh can finish above the rim as well. So starting to take shape, can they be two, three guys? And again, hey, if you have four guys in in double figures, that's going to be enough offense for for Campbell to win some games. Liked a lot what I saw. The bench disappeared for Campbell last night, but they have been shuffling around the lineup. This is a starting lineup that has only played together a couple of times. People realizing their role, they need more for the bench. And they need to, as you said, get tougher on the inside because you are not going to get those calls on drives. There were some back-breaking do. offensive rebounds no last doubt. night. Only seven for Delaware, but a bunch of those were late in the second half that led to a big three that put Delaware ahead for a minute. 
And that's going to be the challenge. It's not the largest team for Campbell. They're more guard-oriented. What I do like is that they're scrappy. They're tough. Yeah. They're physical. It, it reminds me a lot of the women's program to some extent. They've adopted that physicality, and that's going to help them so much in, in league play. Yeah, so Campbell squaring off against Delaware. Now they take on a Hofstra team. Again, we're learning about these teams. Ooh. Hofstra is a team. They have won more games than anyone else in the CAA total in the last six years. This is a Hofstra team that competes for conference titles. They're there year in and year out. They went toe-to-toe with Duke. We're right there with the Blue Devils at Cameron earlier this year a tougher opponent really when you see what they have done this year and Campbell's going to have to get back at it 2 p.m on Saturday and it's a Hofstra team that is one and two so far in the year they lost a heartbreaker on national tv to northeastern all the way up in Boston yesterday so a lot of travel we'll see if this Hofstra Saturday can lost, you catch them thing come only lost two games last year in yeah. the conference yeah. that was a really good 25 win just left out of the tournament type of team yeah now, they don't return a bunch from that group, but Tyler Thomas is back. He's a great player, multifaceted, can score in all different levels. Yeah, I think he had 31 last night. Ooh. Hofstra got down 20-something in the first half at Northeastern, came all the way back, almost won the game. <laughs> and and Hofstra, like, you talk about who are the pillars of this conference basketball-wise. College of Charleston with Pat yep. Kelsey, Wilmington with Takeo Settle, and Hofstra. Those are the three yeah. big programs the last and, five years. And, and Hofstra really has been more consistent. College of Charleston with their coach, Pat Kelsey, and then, you know, UNCW having to come up. If you think about the last five or six years, it's it's Delaware, it's Hofstra, it's those team at the top. So again, another good test to see. Now look, I know it's hard because last night I had to remind myself what I was saying. A big thing on this weekend, you want to win one, you want to win two, but can Campbell show that they can compete here as they're trying to figure out this conference? And the answer so far is yes, but another test comes right at you on Saturday. So Saturday's game at 2 o'clock can be seen on Flow Sports. Also, Lyndall Suggs will have uh, live and free audio coverage for you at GoCamels.com and on the Varsity Network app. And there's stuff given away all weekend. Shirts, towels, you name it. So just come. I'll bring Jenna. We'll, we'll meet you guys. We'll have a little chalk talk, if you come will, up to- ourselves. <laughs> Anytime you come up to Evan, he'll he'll talk to you whether you whether you know him or not. Also, might talk a little bit of a track and field or indoor track and field team. They start the year down in South Carolina. They'll be at both the Clemson Invite, which is the big one, and the Gamecock opener. It's a much like the the sprint on a sixty meter track. It's a short and sweet indoor schedule. But this is a Campbell team that thinks that they can compete for a CAA championship. Just because NCA and T, a lot of time they, they focus more on the outdoor. I'm really, really excited to see what that they have in store this weekend. This build up to February 22nd, the CAA Championships in New York, that that's the fun part of any track, indoor, outdoor. It has the swimming element where your times get better and better as the year go on. And at South Carolina, they did really well last year in that indoor tournament. Had a couple of first place finishes. What, what I love about this sport, too, is watching them. They're about 100 yards from our office. Practice in freezing cold weather with sweaters on, doing high hurdles and warm-ups just as you walk outside the building. Those guys grind. Yep. It is not fun to train in 20-degree weather outside. Now, it's a better environment for the indoor when you're actually competing, but to those athletes' credit, they earn every award they, they put on because it is not fun training in 43-degree weather today. Yeah, absolutely. And our swim team, if you come to see the men, 
go over to the pool beforehand. They will their final home meet of the year, 11 a.m. on Saturday. They're two and two overall so far this year. Again, they finally have a conference in the CAA. Zach Bagby, uh, with some tough circumstances, has really had to keep that program together and try to rebuild that program, and he certainly has. So uh, go on over. It's absolutely free. Our old friends at Liberty back in town. Then we go to Liberty in a couple of weeks. Liberty, yeah. It's the Liberty Flames that are there. So It's we'll, the uh, true definition of Liberty, Liberty, Liberty <laughs> insurance. So, so we'll, you get it all. We need, to, we need to make them a sponsor. And our women's tennis team, they will be at North Carolina on the 15th as officially our first spring sports Gets it going. Did you get any sleep yet? Spring it'll, sports. It'll be it'll be women's. It'll be women's week? tennis at North Carolina. So get your popcorn ready. And of course, that night, Monday night, Camel Call Live is back at the county seat. We'll have a whole hour with Braxton Harris, the new head football coach. We would love to see you out there, six thirty to seven thirty as Campbell. And the uh, the head football coach tour continues. Braxton and it ends is great on microphone. Weekend. So when you come to County oh, Seat, yeah. he will schmooze you up and, and give you a great conversation. You'll enjoy it. Yeah, he's great. And uh, you'll be able to hear from him and our athletic director, Hannah Baysmore. We will say goodbye, but let you know that they're going. we're going to give you the press conference from yesterday. Here is our athletic director, Hannah Baysmore, at the Braxton Harris introductory press conference from yesterday. It is another exciting day for Campbell Athletics, and I am thrilled that you could share it with us. Thank you for being here. There have been just 16 seasons in the modern era of Campbell football. In less than two decades, the program has gone from unknown to a proud competitive football team known in the state, in the region, and around the nation. An incredible rise, and so many of you here today have helped us get to this point including Dale Steele, who is here with us today. Thank you for being here, Coach. As our first head football coach, he was the architect of the football program, starting with no locker rooms, no stadium, and no scholarships, and building a foundation that brought a winning record to Bowie's Creek in just four seasons, a foundation that now supports state-of-the-art facilities and a stadium filled with fans on Saturdays in the fall. Then came Mike Minter, a man who helped shine a light on this program nationally, ushering Campbell football from the non-scholarship Pioneer Football League to a scholarship program in the Big South Conference and then on to the CAA. The Campbells are known from coast to coast as a team that can compete and win and recruit. The reputation was seen in our search for Campbell's next head football coach. This head coaching job was a coveted job by so many talented individuals from all over the country at all levels of football. Our finalists were all sitting FCS head coaches coming off of winning seasons. Our coaching search was focused and clear. We needed someone who aligns with my vision, the athletic department's vision and the university's vision for the future of Campbell football. We needed someone to live the mission statement of this athletics department, which is to foster an elite student athlete experience that promotes a culture of excellence in the classroom, in competition, and in the community. With Braxton Harris, we don't hope that he lives this mission. We don't have to wait and see if he lives this mission. We know he will live this mission because we have seen it. 
In the two years Coach Harris was here in Bowie's Creek, he not only made an impact on the program by bringing in back-to-back -back number one FCS recruiting classes, but he made an even bigger impact on the community. Coach Harris and his family were everywhere, heavily involved and invested in their church, in the community, and here at Campbell. They loved us, and we loved them, and we are so excited that we are bringing them back home. Please welcome the third head coach in the modern history of Campbell football, Braxton Harris. You'll learn about me really quick. I always write things down. Uh, that's probably from my Texas upbringing. You better write it down and get it right, Dr. Creed. Um, oh, man, this is a great day. Um, I can tell you this. My family, uh, myself, could not be more excited to be right here with you guys. Um, you guys left a mark on our family um, that we, we are so excited to be able to be back here today and be able to share with you. Today's a great day for Campbell University. Today's a great day for Camel football as we move forward. I want to make sure I get my thank yous here, and I want to make sure I thank Dr. Creed. Thank you for your trust to be your head football coach. Thank you for your vision and your support to be able to do that. I can't wait to be your head football coach and put a team on the field that you're proud of, Dr. Creed. I want to thank our athletic director, Hannah Baysmore. I'm not going to look at her because then that'll get me emotional in this piece. Um, her leadership, her trust through this process, her vision for this university and what this place can be, um, it's instantaneous. We wanted our family to be able to be a part of this. Campbell University, uh, I can tell you this, as a football coach, we are vertically aligned from Dr. Creed, from Hannah Baysmore, into our football program. And let me tell you that, in college football today, that is a rarity. And we find that, and we're so excited to be able to be a part of that piece as we go through this process. We share the same vision. We want to build a football program. We want to build a football program that will compete in the CAA and that will contend year in and year out for conference championships. It's not just about the championships. We believe it's about the people that we're going to create. See, we believe this, that winning isn't a sometime thing. We believe that, we believe that winning is a lifestyle that you have to be able to live. We believe we need to train our student athletes to win in all areas of their life. This means academically. This means spiritually. And this means on the football field. See, football, our goal is to win at all things, not just one arena in this place as we move forward. I also want to thank my wife, Jennifer. Um, her support and encouragement that she's given continues to give. Um, she allows me to live my dream each and every day to be a, a football coach, and I'm so thankful to you for that. Thanks. I want to thank my, my children. I want to thank Brooks, my oldest son, Fisher, and Cooper, and baby Kate. And if you don't know Baby K, she's the star of the show anyway right there. Uh, I want to thank them. As, as kids, they didn't pick this life. Um, they didn't pick this life picking up their family and moving, um, but they're great coaches' kids, and you can see them decked out from head to toe in camel gear, and they could not be more excited about coming back and being a camel as we go through this. I would like to thank my parents that are here with us today. See, I grew up a coach's kid. I grew up on the sidelines of Texas high school football. I painted fields. I did laundry. Um, I passed out the water. And I was so fortunate to be able to grow up around my dad as a head football coach. And I got to see what a godly man, a husband, father, 
and football coach is supposed to look like. Thank you for giving me that example to be able to live up to. I would like to thank Coach Dale Steele, the, the first coach in modern football history here at Campbell, and thank his wife Pam for joining. I told him, I said, Coach, she's still having to go to press conferences even though you're retired. Bless her heart. A coach's wife never stops, does it? And <laughs> there's no such retirement, is there? <laughs> thank you guys so much for being here today. Coach, I want you, you and your team to, to know that our doors are always open here at Campbell. Um, this is your team, uh, this is your players' team, and we're going to make this the place that your, your young men that played for you can be proud of for years to be able to come. Thanks for being here today. I would like to thank all of our friends that are here celebrating this day with us. Uh, this became home really quick for a bunch of Texans in North Carolina, and it was because of the people that are here today. We thank you so much for being able to share that with you, to be able to come back to Campbell, to come back to Harnett County. And I told Jennifer this about a week ago, I never thought leaving Texas would feel like coming home, but it does. And it's because of you people that were able to love on us and take care of us and our family during this time. We thank you so much for being able to be here. This is something that we were able to dream about. Dr. Creed told you earlier, we, we were here for two years. The moment we stepped foot on this campus, we felt and we knew that this was a special place. And we felt blessed to be here and to be a part of this place. And today is a dream come true for us to be able to be back as your head football coach and be able to lead this football program. Today is truly a great day to be a camel in this process. At the end of the day, you guys are here because you want to know what in the world does camel football look like from this point on? What's your goal? What's your mission? How are you going to be able to put those things together? And we have very clear guidelines of what we know it looks like. We've been able to live out these characteristics in our programs that we've been a part of in the past. And we know this that's true. We, we, it's more about who you are than where you are for our young men. Our mission statement of our program as a camel will be accountable and persistent in all areas of your life. We will live out these characteristics with an enthusiasm unknown to the CAA or to the nation. See, those are the characteristics that are going to make us different from every other football program. X's and O's are one thing. It's the people and the young men that we're able to create and be able to mold and be able to influence. That's what makes football so special. It's the impact that we can make on these young men and the lives that we can be able to grow and develop. They can come in as an 18-year-old and they can leave as a professional ready to go take on the world that's in front of them. To do that, we must focus on, we must fall in love with the process. We must focus on the process over the result. And that's really hard to do in today's world. It's all about the result. It's all about this. And football is really hard because they put a result on that scoreboard every Saturday in the fall, right? But we've got to make sure that our, within our program, within our walls, that we focus on the process that it becomes to being a champion in those pieces. And that's what we're committed to be able to do. In good times, we're going to focus on the process and not be overwhelmed by the result. But also in bad times, we're going to be focused on the process and not be overwhelmed by the result as well in those pieces. And we must embody these characteristics that we talked about, and we must be able to live out these characteristics in the classroom, in the community, and on the football field. First and foremost in the classroom, we have to give the same effort in the classroom that we do on the football field. It's not about where your situation is, about, it's about what your name is. And your name is one thing in this world that you're never going to get back. And nobody can take away from you what you put into your name. So when a young man puts his name on a paper, we want to make sure he understands what that means. That's his body of work, and that's speaking about who he is in this spot. Campbell football will be the example of what a student athlete should look like on this campus. We're committed to making that happen. And the second thing, in the community of Campbell and Harnett County, we'll be actively engaging Campbell University. From our program, you will see people that are excited, enthusiastic, and supportive of all things Campbell. 
You'll see us everywhere. You'll see this group everywhere for sure, and you can't miss them. They're going to be running around. But you're going to see our players. You're going to see our coaches. We can't wait to dive in and be back in this community and be able to support from the sports to the arts um, to the opportunities there are to be able to support our camels, our camels here each and every day. In the community, we're going to be supportive, but we're also going to be able to serve our community of Harnett County. We want to make sure that the people of Harnett County know the young men and they see a group of young men, 18 to 24-year-olds, that they understand that it is not all about you. And that's a hard thing to understand in this world that we live in today. We want to train our young men in this community to give back, to see that they have an opportunity to receive a degree at the most premier private school in the state of North Carolina, and they get to play Division I football. How, what a blessing they have. And they're going to make sure that with that blessing that they receive, they give it back to Harnett County. And we can't wait to be able to serve this community as we move forward in this process. And then lastly, on the football field, this team will be a team that starts fast. This team will be a team that finishes stronger. We say finish stronger because you don't always know what the fourth quarter is going to take. And we're going to find a way at the end to win football games at the end. The CAA is the best conference in the nation, and we could not be more excited to be a, be a part of that piece. But we know that it's going to be able to take a team that no one, no one can outwork us. This team will be prepared for battle each and every Saturday that we take the field. But I can also tell you this, this is going to be a fun football team to watch. These guys are going to love each other, and they're going to love putting on that logo on their helmet, and they're going to love representing you, and they're going to be thankful for that opportunity. See, we're going to produce young men that will be in the same in the classroom, in the community, and on the football field. And that's what we're trying to create is holistic men that can go in this world and be successful. This will produce, if we're able to do this, this will produce successful young men. And that's what we're going to focus on for, first and foremost. If they're the best that they can be, hey, fo the football is easy. The football is easy if they're at their best in this piece. And we're so excited to be able to build a winning football program here at Campbell University. In closing here today, I'm excited to be able to begin, begin this process and continue to build this program. We will build this program together. We will build this with our administration, our faculty, our alumni, our student body, and our student athletes all working in the same direction. We need everybody on the same team fighting as one as we continue to push this program forward. We will build a program that will make everyone proud to be a Campbell Camel. Roll humps. That'll do it for Camel Call for Evan Budrovich. I'm Chris Haymeyer. We are going to be going to in every other week Camel Call conversation with you as we will have our Camel Call live podcast every other week. And in between there, it'll be Evan and I and some special guests uh, doing recaps and previews and getting you ready for everything. We can Campbell talk Hall Athletics. of Fame on the next episode. And we That's will right be able the Hall of Fame, to talk Hall of Fame in the next episode. Dynamite tease from my partner, Evan Budrovich, as always. Have a great weekend, everybody. Thanks for tuning in.